0: it's a hockey night in your city it is that time of the year again it is october hockey fans and that means that you can expect some hockey content on the sports for beginners podcast Hey, young hockey fan, but you don't know where to go or what to expect when you're at the arena, well, we've got you covered. We'll have some good stuff for you on the podcast, so don't miss sports for beginners coming to your life with some great hockey content coming soon. Another Toronto
1: believes loss. This time to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's talk about it. After being undefeated in Sweden, and
2: undefeated before Sweden, what is the question
1: for the Toronto Maple Leafs to answer? We'll answer that question ourselves after this.
0: After a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. The Toronto Maple Leafs are recapped here. On the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. Now, here is the host of Toronto Maple Leafs Post Game Show, Thomas McGregor. Welcome to Maple Leafs Post Game on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast.
1: Leaps lose three to two to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Hello everyone.
0: Welcome inside the on the Ice and behind the benches podcast studio. It is Leafs reaction. I am Thomas McGregor,
2: your host of the program. And on the Ice and behind the benches. In general. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Did I never think I'd have to make two reactions. Where the Leafs. Take the
1: L. And I mean. Take the L. Oh boy. Leafs Nation. What went wrong with our Toronto Maple
2: Leafs. They were. Undefeated in Sweden, taking both games against the Detroit Red Wings and the Minnesota Wild.
1: Just before they hit Sweden, they tacked on victories in Scotiabank Arena with a back-to-back W. Against the Calgary Flames. And the. Vancouver Coover Canucks. And now they get ready. For what
2: I'll be preparing ourselves for. On Tuesday. A matchup between the Florida Panthers. Let's just. Let, let, let's just. Instead of talking about what's next for the Leafs. Instead of talking about what would have been next for the Penguins. And what would be next for the Chicago Blackhawks. Because I didn't take time to do that in the Leafs reaction pod. From the loss to Connor Bedard. And the Chicago Blackhawks.
1: On Friday night. Let's. Look at this from a Saturday night perspective.
2: I recorded Leaf's reaction on a Saturday morning or afternoon. And we heard from both coaches, got some positives from the Chicago Blackhawk c- coach to
1: look forward to. And Sheldon had had it, he had said he
2: addressed it. I'm not sure he has yet. I'll i say it again. And I'll say it until he.
1: Actually addresses it. Enough's enough. You want to. See the media stop. Grilling
2: you about. Oh. This team can win the cup. This team is the Stanley Cup. Champion contender. You want to hear less about that you want to he- hear less about us growing about you
1: then make us believe that you still have it that you have the toronto maple leaf tiger in your head and in your entire body Who? Bring home Lord Stanley to the Toronto Maple Leafs. We've waited pretty long. If we are old
2: and we've been a Leafs fan for ever since they last won the Stanley Cup, it's been quite a long time
1: since you've won the Stanley Cup, Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, I'm 23, and I'm still a Leaf fan here, so would I
2: love to see a Toronto Leafs win the Stanley Cup? Yes, I would really appreciate it. Would I love to see the team that we have make that run? Of course I would. But first things first, you got to get through the 82 game regular season. Which is now underway. This was just game 19. Out of 82. It is our second game of 82. That
1: we are reacting to. Speaking of reacting. To games. Let's dive right in and get it and get it and get it going with our look around the literal not big
2: score
1: loss to the Maple Leafs over the Pittsburgh Penguins. And let's But let's just look at it from okay. Here are the Leafs. Now go beat them. Well, Pittsburgh Penguins Nation, you certainly did that. Our goal scorers, as I prepare to shoot. screen here. Tyler Bertuzzi opens it up, and the Maple Leafs have a one-goal game
2: lead. That's his fifth goal of the season. Tavares' 13th assist of the season, and Riley's 13th assist of the season. With only 3 minutes
1: and 59 seconds into the first period. 28 seconds later. Jake does For every Pittsburgh Penguins fan.
2: And of course, it's his seventh goal of the season. Jake Gensel. Number 59 of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Gets his seventh goal of the season against the Toronto Maple Leaf. He's assisted by O'Connor, who gets his fourth assist of the season. Crosby's on a massive
1: roll with his assist points, 11 assists this season.
2: But Matthew Nye's would not let the Penguins go quietly as they would. As he would gift himself and the Toronto Maple Leafs
1: the 2-1 advantage. Toronto Maple Leafs lead going into the second period. By one goal. And then it changed. Noel O'Chari. The former Maple Leaf makes the great escape for the Pittsburgh Penguins so easy to work with and ties up the game with his
2: second goal of the season as a Penguin. And we are now even at two-two, with ten minutes and one second into the second third,
1: into the second period. Then bring on number sixty-five, EK, otherwise known as Eureka Carlson. with Lu Tang getting his tenth assist of the season
2: and Carter getting his first assist of the season in just 19 minutes and 32 seconds into the second period
1: and that would be all the penguins wrote as it would be a f- f-
2: boggling. Toronto Maple Leafs team getting beaten out by the Pittsburgh Penguins goaltender in Tristan Jari
1: saving 33 of 31 shots. Excuse me.
2: 31 saves out of 33 shots. The save percentage With 59 minutes and 53 seconds of ice time.
1: 9 minutes and 39 seconds. Oh, excuse me. 59 minutes and 53 seconds. The same percentage. 939. He was perfect on the PP.
2: 25 out of 27 in even strength. I believe that's actually what EB stands for. And this is all coming courtesy of the
1: NHL.com. So we talked about the goals, and we'll get to our three stars in just a little bit. But who got the sin bin? Well,
2: the Sinbin first went to the Penguins. And the Penguins' first man to
1: greet the Sinbin of the penalty box was John Lugovic.
2: Apologetic in advance, if I get the pronunciations
1: wrong. Then he gets a goal assist
2: after making himself known in the Sinbin for well, the
1: believes his first guy to hit the box, it's Kelly Yark... It's Kelly Yarkriff. Or... Ale Yarkriff. I'm just going to call him number 19 for now, so I get the pronunciation right.
2: His call, high-sticking against the captain of the Pittsburgh
1: Penguins, Sid the Kid, otherwise known as Sidney Crosby. And the penalties would not stop there for Toronto,
2: as they would even the penalties up with the Pittsburgh Penguins taking
1: three as well as the Toronto Maple Leafs, with Mark Giordano getting a hooking call against O'Connor, Drew O'Connor, to be precise. Then TJ Brody over the glass puck penalty
2: would be getting a delay of game penalty Five minutes and 58 seconds into the second period. And then Mr. Penalty Kill in Ryan Graves would get a hooking
1: call against one of our scorers in Matthew Nye's. And then Big Z. For the Pittsburgh Penguins, we get a
2: call in the third period as the only call left
1: in the third period to talk about. With a minute 56 into the third period. Who would he be attacking, you'd ask? William Lagerson. There are a ton of people you could have attacked. Our head coaches, of course, are Sheldon Keith for your Toronto Maple Leafs and Mike Sullivan. We'll hear from those two in just a little bit. The Rusty Razor, Vinny Hinnestroza and Dimitri were
2: not eligible to compete in this game. But neither was Ryan Reeves, Bobby McMahon, and Alex Steve. In this game, those were your scratches for the Penguins and the Maple Leafs. You want You ready for the shots on goal? Of course, we're ready for the shots on goal. Fifteen for the Maple Leafs in the first period.
1: Eighteen for the. Pittsburgh Penguins in the first period. So the Penguins leaded by just three, just three shots. But boy, did they manhandle the Leafs in the second period! 14
2: shots on net, six shots on net for the Toronto Maple Leafs. 14 shots on net for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the third period. The third period. Would end up making it a two-score shot on goal game. With the Toronto Maple Leafs
1: tacking on 12. And the Penguins only tacking on three. a ju- a- just three, just three, just three. They did, however, outshoot the Leafs 35 to 33. All right, before we get down to wrapping up
2: an opening slash middle segment of a reaction, as we did one break
1: to wrap it all up. The last time. Here are your
2: faceoff percentages. It should be no surprise here on the power plays. That both teams did absolutely terrible on the power play. The penalty kill won that battle. Toronto had three chances. Didn't connect. Pittsburgh had three chances. Did not connect. Both teams
1: spent six minutes in the box. Toronto hit Pittsburgh. 10 times Pittsburgh hit Toronto 15 times just like the penalty minutes Pittsburgh and Toronto each blocked each other shots 21 of them total while Toronto didn't have the best shooting on goal
2: Shot, their face-up percentage was a little
1: better than the Pittsburgh Steelers, but you can't win if you can't,
2: actually, no, I shouldn't say you can't win if you can't score, because even though that is true, I guess the better term
1: would be, you can't win a game. In low-scoring affairs, you've got to make it high.
2: But nevertheless, the face-off percentage the Troll Maple Leafs beat the Pittsburgh Penguins 54.1%
1: to 45.9% in face-offs. Okay, let's get this out of the way and be
2: rid of an opening slash middle segment of this Leafs reaction as we're transitioning over to the middle segment right now with a word from our tonight's three stars of the game. And I've got my perspective coming up. When we get ready to wrap up the show, plus we'll hear from the coaches of both teams, which will be
1: fun. I'm sure everyone will enjoy this just as much as I will enjoy it. It is time to hear from the men themselves, the head coaches, if you will, but not before. We play fun with our first major portion of a post-game show program. It's the three stars. It is the three stars. We're going for the three stars, guys. And that is all coming up right now. I'm just going to try and get it going here. Ah, here we are. It's time for the three
0: stars of tonight's game. And here we go back to the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast studio with your host, Thomas McGregor.
2: And it is the three stars of the contest that we are covering right now for the Pittsburgh Penguins.
1: Victors over the Toronto Maple Leafs.
2: (laughs) Matthew Gnise
1: would get a star, one goal, one point. He is your third star. But at the very top of the list,
2: it is the former Maple Leaf, Noel Achari, and the former San Jose Shark,
1: now Pittsburgh Penguin, EK65, otherwise known as Eric Carlson. All right time for a break in the latest
2: reaction. We got through the three stars of the game. We're going to get to the coaches atop the middle
1: segment. My game perspective is next. And then right after we gotten through those, we'll do a little bit of a shake of the game. Give some shakes out to our player of the game. But before we go to break, Here is a play of the game for you to all enjoy as we take a word from our friends over at Broadcast Map, take another look, and Sports for Beginners. The play of the game, ladies and gentlemen, comes from this man, who put the Leafs on ice. Here are the men that called it on Hockey Night in Canada. From the Penguins feed though, and here
2: is the play of the Saturday night game, and yeah, a Saturday
1: night between the Penguins and the Toronto Maple Leaf.
2: Gentlemen, you have the call.
1: For NHL caliber goaltender.
3: Another face-off win. Carlson lets it rip! Scores!
4: The Penguins go in front for the first time tonight! I know you felt it coming. I felt it coming, too. And they were starting to put the Leafs on their heels. The face-off win is the set play. Penguins use this play all the time. Where they switch the defensive enough to open up for the one-timer. Just a beautiful shot by
1: EK65. He grips it. He rips it. He lets it fly. And the Penguins have the lead.
2: 3-2. And
1: with that, we'll be back with Leafs' reaction. In just a matter of moments. My game perspective. On this game. And the shake of the game, plus the coaches, from both the Penguins and the leaps is coming up, so stick with us, back after this.
3: Looking for conversations on the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams, listen to Broadcast Map, with me, Ali Musa. To learn more about the show, and to view the upcoming schedule, like the Broadcast Map Facebook page. Search Broadcast Map.
4: another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo, two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is
1: missing from human connections. You know, it's fun. To talk about
2: how good the Leafs are and how good the Toronto
1: Penguins could be if they are in Pittsburgh, but it is also good
2: to know that Pittsburgh Penguins fans get half
1: off Jake the Shake at the Milkshake Factory in their near in Pittsburgh. Speaking of
2: Pittsburgh, we want to welcome everyone, including those listening in Pittsburgh, to our podcast programs. We appreciate you coming out to check us out on Sports for Beginners, whether that be on the ice and behind the benches, is rebroadcast programs
1: of Penguins post game, or that be. Any of our Pittsburgh content coming to you from on the ice and behind the benches to sports for beginners. We also would like to welcome in people from Virginia,
2: Ashburn. Welcome back in. Welcome. Tacoma and Kirkland from Washington, D.C., in Washington. We'd like to send a welcome out to Sonoma in California. I mentioned it. Welcome, Pittsburgh fans. Welcome, Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh listeners. And welcome, everybody in Miami Beach. Welcome to all of you listening in Ontario and all of you listening in Quebec then
1: bienvenue as they say for the welcome call I'm not a little hot-headed like I was with the Blackhawks but that's okay
2: I am still very angry with the least performance
1: Against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm just hoping they don't get swept by the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's all. Would love
2: to welcome our United Kingdom listeners from London, England. And I would love to say a big hello to the Capital Region listeners of Denmark. You can find our podcast on Apple and Spotify. And if you really want to check out the episodes before they air on Spotify or Apple, you can always check us out at spotifyforpodcasters.com. Just look for the homepage of Beyond the Ice and Mind the Benches on Spotify for Podcasters.
1: And we are there. To bring you all the content. Go
2: to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash
1: show slash my name dash my last name McGregor Zero. And you can also
2: reach this link by sending a voice message. Feedback is always welcome. And make sure to, when you give in feedback, if you wish to have it on our show, as a voice message to include that we have your permission to use it on the show. We want to make sure we're doing our part to keep everyone happy. And we're not taking advantage of any of our listeners because that's not how we roll
1: it. Permission is always granted. Or we will just leave it be. So. With all that being said.
2: Last time we had the Shigeta game to talk about. We couldn't
1: really do it. So you know what. Before we get to our shakes of the game, let's take a dive into the Penguin side of the NHL and hear from head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins in Mike Sullivan to hear his thoughts on the one-goal win over the Toronto Maple Leaf with Kyle Dubas and company, there is Mike Sullivan. after Leafs lose to his Pittsburgh Penguins team. Mike, what's the verdict, man? I certainly wonder how he is feeling being a victor over the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is very hard to do. And a lot of teams will tell you it's very hard to do. And now that we've got them, Here he is, Pittsburgh Penguins fans. Here he is.
2: It is Mike Sullivan speaking to the media after your
1: 3-2 victory cut about- over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh boy! Oh boy!
2: I can certainly not wait to hear what Mike Sullivan and, of course, Sheldon Keith have to say. First,
3: Mike Sullivan. It seemed like the third period puck management, just the game management, was a, a cut above, especially compared to. We talked. We talked about, um, it, and, and I alluded to it in in the before the game tonight just about playing a smart game, but not playing a safe game or a cautious game. I think, you know, when our team's at its best, we're playing on our toes, we're playing on top of teams. In a lot of ways, our best defense is our puck pursuit game up the ice. And uh, and I don't think our team is at its best when, you know, when we're retreating, and we're allowing teams to come at us. and uh, And I thought in the third period last night, we just played a little bit more of a cautious game. We had a lot of numbers back, but um, we we didn't dictate the terms the way I think our team is capable. So we spent more time in our end, and they ended up uh, scoring a couple of goals. So uh, I thought we did a much better job just just battling and trying to trying to play on our toes and uh, play a little bit more of an in-your-face game. But it always starts with managing the puck. If you you know if if you're you're irresponsible with with your decisions uh, especially on the on the zone entries you allow a team like Toronto with the transition game that they have um, you know that kind of easy offense Then, then it's it's tough to keep them off the scoreboard I think I think we did a, a real good job in that regard also tonight
1: Mike, I don't know if themes for one game matter but given the way the third period went
4: last night and then given the way that they scored their two goals I thought the overall response
2: from your team, but specifically each time Toronto scored might've made all the difference tonight with your guys' confidence level. Is, is, do I honest yeah, that? I was,
3: I was really proud of our guys, you know, just uh, after coming off a disappointing loss last night, uh, just with the resilience and, you know, and just staying with it in tonight through the whole 60 minutes. I, I thought, uh, you know, the responses after the goals, um you know we didn't get the first goal tonight but we were able to uh to dig in and find a way to you know to to respond to the goals that got scored against and uh and and I for me I I think our leadership had a lot to do with that um I was just proud of the group I just thought in general the resilience and the resolve um was there from the drop of the puck and and, and in particular, in the third period, I thought we competed hard that, you know, give Toronto credit. They they pushed uh, in the third period to try to get uh, the tying goal. And uh, I, I thought we did a real good job just defending hard. I'm Mike, a two-parter. If I may 1st, uh, Vinny Hinnestroza just out of due diligence. That's a coach's decision and nothing yes. medical. Uh, Jansen steps in for him, his first NHL game since mid-October. Just what was your observations, what he provided? I thought he brought a lot of energy. You know, I think uh, Harks is a guy that brings a lot of speed. He can really shoot the puck. Um, you know, he didn't get a ton of minutes, but uh, I thought he brought a lot of energy. I thought he was impactful in the minutes that he played. He he was physical on a number of different occasions. He made good decisions with the puck. Uh, you know, he could in on the four check. He made some wall plays. So I, I, I think uh, given the, the allotted time that he was given, I thought he made the most of it, certainly was impactful in the game.
2: Uh, what can you say about the night Nolachari had beyond the goal? It seems like he did a lot of the little things, right?
3: Yeah, I thought that was uh, that was probably Cookie's best game as a Penguin. I I just thought he was competitive. I thought his whole line was terrific, and, um, you know, they we relied on him a lot. Uh, they got some tough matchups in the third period. They got a lot of D-zone starts. They played against Matthew's line a fair amount or Tavares's line a fair amount um and they got the job done they competed hard you know they they get it uh they don't get a whole lot of offensive zone starts and they did at the end of the second period and they made the most of it Karts wins two face-offs in a row and they get great net traffic and you know they end up uh car uh carlin's up scoring on it so um you know i thought that line had a had a really good game and 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 i thought uh noel um probably had his best game as a pittsburgh penguin so far
1: uh, Mike, we saw a few more uh, power play changes tonight. Did you see something you liked? Maybe towards the end of the
4: second period with Chris on top, or you know, are we going to still see maybe a few more uh,
1: changes?
3: We'll see where it goes. You know, that's still a work in progress. We know we, uh, you know, we're capable of being better in that regard. We're going to work with the players to try to, you know, to try to find uh, their very best game. So we're trying to bring some solutions to the table. We've tweaked the. Uh, you know the personnel groups a little bit. We've moved people around positionally, um, but you know we understand that we, that that's an area where we've got a real opportunity to grow and get better. And I, I believe we've we have the talent, and the players to uh, to get it done. And these guys are going to be difference makers for us. We just got to stay with it, fighting through the screens and his rebound control, just his composure in general. I thought was uh, you know he was locked in there and. And I think that when when he's when he's on top of his game like he was, you know that rubs off on the group in front of him. I think it gives our whole group a whole nother level of confidence.
1: Mike Sullivan of the Pittsburgh Penguin, and now. The shake of the game can begin. And this was pretty easy for me. To kind of. Point out a shake of the game. This was kind of easy. For me. But. I want to give. The. Take of the game for the Toronto Maple Leafs to the one and only Sidney Crosby. I mean. Yeah, he didn't get a goal. Yeah. He got assist
2: and all that. But hey, assists are better than nothing. So
1: I congratulate Crosby for that. This game was on Sportsnet. Of course, it was on City TV. It was definitely on Hockey Night in Canada. Did they rally? I don't think they rallied. But anywho, the Penguins are victorious.
2: My shake of the game for the Pittsburgh Penguins goes to Sidney Crosby. But you know what? I'm going to sprinkle in another shake of the game and give it to the man behind the first goal of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Give it up for...
1: Big JG Jake Gensel, the man behind this
2: inspired
1: abbreviated version of a post-game show. Player of the game. It's Jake Gensel. He gets your second Shake of the game for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And he makes the goal worth it. He was perfect on the face off circle. I mean, that says a lot. He spent 20 minutes and 34 seconds on the ice. Well deserved. Now for your Toronto Maple Leaf. Jake. Of. The. Well, 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 not many Shake of the Game rewards to give out to the
2: Toronto Maple Leaf fans. I'm very sorry, Leafs Nation, but
1: our Shake of the Game is going to go to... Matthew Nines, one goal, one point, five hit,
2: excuse me, one hit, five shots on goal,
1: on the ice for 16 minutes and 37 seconds. Wow. Joseph Wall was our goaltender. He loses it. For the Troll Maple Leafs over the pitcher Penguins. But. In even strength. He was 28 of 31.
2: He saved 32. Out of 35 shots. With a save percentage of 914. And he played. 57 minutes and 17 seconds. Of ice time. That's going to do for the shake of the game portion of the program. Now that the shake of the game is over, before we get to my perspective,
1: let's hear from the other head coach of the ice. In Mr. Keith, Sheldon Keith. Then I'll provide my actual
2: perspective on the game. We'll get you set up with the games that are already going on.
1: For today, and we will wrap
2: it up on that little note.
1: Get ready for our next leaf reaction game, Sheldon. You have the floor. These uh, they scored three, we two. They're pretty, pretty even game. Uh, well, you know, throughout. you know, they dominated the second period, they dominated the third period, but they got the fuck to go in, and uh, we didn't. Well, down to, uh, the top line tonight. I thought they were good. Well, okay. That was They had jump. They were on the
4: attack, uh, no issues with them. How deflating was that, that goal late in the second period? It looked like you guys were trying to keep it. Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. I mean, you're, you're almost out of the period there and, and all even. It's a tough one to give up. To me, the tougher one to give up is the second one. You know, we got full possession of that puck here again. And, you know... Uh, our D gets into our forwards hands and we get a chance for a very clean breakout and out we go. Instead we give it back to the defenseman again and compound the problem and ends up in our net. To me that's the game right Wait, so, sorry? What went into the decision to go 11-7? Just really wanted to, maybe we had some question marks on defense here on the back to back and wanted to, you know, to insulate guys. Obviously Timmons trying to get back up to speed um, and on the back-to-back, didn't necessarily want to take him out of the lineup, but I but, uh, thought, thought we could benefit from having an extra guy there and then on forward, uh, I just thought it would allow us to, to uh, keep a better rhythm that way with uh, keeping 11 guys involved. Um, really, it was, it was based on having uh, extra support on defense. Not bouncing Mitch's way right now. He seems a bit down after certain, some of these plays. Are you noticing any any frustration creeping in with him at all? No. Nah, I mean, all the guys want to score. Guys want to win. You know. Um, I thought that line was good today. That's interesting, right? We're on. We're getting all sorts of questions about these guys. And <clears throat> you know, I think I think we all agree that they could. You know, they can play better. They've set such a high standard. They can play better. But yet here we are. You know. Uh, one of the many reports I get before every game, I'm reading through them here before the game, and I look at one of them I look at is our five on five scoring this season, and at the top of the list is Mitch Marner. So, guy here that we say is, you know, hasn't played his best hockey and has all the hardest matchups every single night, and yet is at the top of our team in five on five scoring. So, it's interesting how it all works out. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll stay with, stay
1: building our group and building our game, but. Uh, Let's 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 not pile on the negatives here. Pile on the negatives. Wow, with that bringing it it to my perspective. On the game. I certainly hope that there is some changes going on for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and we're able to with these changes. bounce back from two losses to the Chicago Blackhawks and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Chicago on Friday night. Pittsburgh last night. On Saturday, So who's going to change this? This Dolphins, this Maple Leafs team. Austin Matthews has been extended, so he's not going anywhere. One question did pop into my
2: mind while listening to. Penguins postgame during one of the chances I gotten a chance to hear into Penguins postgame. And that was
1: William Nylander and Alex Nylander on the same side. Not sure if I like those scenarios. But I'll tell myself this much. William plus Alex, two Nylanders, double trouble. If they're on the same side. But you just never really know. All right. We have gotten to the game
2: perspective of mine, and I and I I honestly I honestly I I wish I had some positives. I wish I had some negatives to bring out, but I honestly have just a ton of ton of negatives for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Number one, let's just get it out of the way: the negatives.
1: I I although I did like how we were playing in
2: the beginning of the game, keeping it a low score
1: game, one goal to a side, I didn't like that no matter how hard they tried to keep Pittsburgh away, Somehow, some way, even the slightest mistake could backfire. And what do I mean by backfire? Well, EK65 is what I mean. The Penguins were down. One goal. Just one. And were able to tie it. Not once. But twice. They could have did it three times. If the trauma Maple Leafs. Scored. Another one goal game lead. But by the time
2: of the. Third goal by the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was just. You guys
1: take your win. We're gone. We'll see you in Toronto. And that kind of bugs me a little bit, but it's kind of so difficult for me to get
2: enraged, because I have somebody who is a Penguins fan in my household, and I try to make sure that I don't lose my
1: cool with it, given that we both like the different Given that we both like different teams. So am I upset with with the Leafs team, Leafs Nation? Yes. Did I want them to win? Yes. Will they beat the Florida Panthers? Let's hope so. Can they beat the Seattle Kraken? I'm not sure. What is in store. For the remaining
2: games. Of the Toronto Maple Leaf. This season. Well. I guess
1: we'll all find out. In due time. But first. Now that we have reached. The final portion of this game
2: like I said there was a lot of negatives there was a lot of positives but I don't want to make this any longer than it has to be there was just a couple of negatives I wanted to bring out and I don't want to make it any longer than it has to be though
1: because I would probably be rage and tell you just how bad the game was I
2: I, I mean I'm guessing there was some mis. Penalty calls. It could have been penalties. It should have been penalties, but weren't penalties.
1: But in the end, it is what it is. So the Penguins win it. Four to three. Excuse me. Three to two. And that is the first
2: meeting of the Pittsburgh Penguins and Toronto Maple Leafs this season.
1: Ending in a battle of one score games between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Good news, Toronto fans. The All-Star break is on its way. And it's coming to Toronto. Metro Toronto Convention Center
2: wants you to be a part of the action this new year. From February 1st at 3 to 9 p.m.
1: February 4th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. in the afternoon, 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Saturday, 1 p.m. to 10 o'clock at night. And they want you to join them
2: for the 2024 Fanfare Toronto Hyundai.
1: Metro Toronto Convention Center is the venue. Lots of things coming in the All-Star break.
2: Maybe it's a chance to re-energize for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Maybe it's a chance to re-energize for the teams that are so, so out of the playoff contention right now
1: who the uh, knows you thought i was going to swear didn't you well no matter what the penguins the penguins win the leaves take the l And now they're getting ready for a matchup between the Florida Panthers. Back at home in
2: Scotiabank Arena. Before we wrap up and get to the sign-off here, the Pittsburgh Penguins
1: and Toronto Maple Leafs meet in Scotiabank Arena. Two times. First on December sixteenth,
2: then in April for the four, for the third and final meeting
1: of the season. In April eight, April eight is the time slot. Seven o'clock is the puck drop. Just like this game. And just like the next one. With that all being
2: said, this game has reached the station of a least reaction pod
1: station of fan bases in PGP and PGP. In PPG Paints Arena. Get that right. To an attendance record of 18,229 people in attendance. Your referees were as follows. Wait, wait, wait. There's just in for football news. There's just in. There's football news on this
2: reaction. There's this football news.
1: The Buffalo Bills are in front of the Philadelphia Eagles, 10 to 7. Buffalo Bills lead the Philadelphia Eagles 10 to 7 with 8 Thirty-four to go in the second quarter. And with that breaking news out of the way. Of the scoring update. While we're at it, let's check in with our hockey action going on in the Sunday action. And then I promise we'll sign off. Once again, the victors, the Pittsburgh Penguins, 3, the losers, the Toronto Maple Leafs, 2. Detroit beats the Minnesota Wild four to one in Detroit.
2: Meanwhile, St. Louis beats the Chicago Blackhawks four to two. And now, in action right now, we've got the only game in action. It's the Columbus
0: Blue Jackets and the Carolina Hurricanes. First period of action. So to come tonight on the ice, we've got the Winnipeg Jets and the Nashville Predators.
1: Plus the side of Connor McDavid and company. With the Edmonton Oilers. Against the Anaheim Ducks. That's later tonight. The Maple Leafs hoping to have a win against the Florida Panthers on Tuesday. The Pittsburgh Penguins hoping to continue their winning streak. After beating the Toronto Maple Leafs. In a score of 3-2. to
2: what will happen before we get to December when the next meeting is
1: for the Pittsburgh Burt Penguins, and your Toronto Maple Leafs? Who knows? The only thing we all know is that we will not see each other battle until Saturday, December 16th. 2023. So that is it for this one.
2: That is it for this one. We're done here on Least Reaction. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in. Tell all your friends. Click like if you like this video. Click subscribe if you really liked it. Tell all your friends. I am Thomas McGregor, and this has been Toronto Maple Leafs hockey on the on the ice and behind the benches podcast. This is the conclusion of Leafs' reaction. Leafs fall three to two to the Pittsburgh Penguins in PPG Paints Arena. Once again, the attendance record.
1: 18,229. Let me just clarify that again. 18,229.
2: Pittsburgh, PA, be the venue. Enjoy your shakes of
1: the game, Pittsburgh fans and Pittsburgh. And I look forward to catching up with you again next time, Leafs Nation, after the next Leafs game. Our next Leafs game is after the
2: Florida Panthers visit the Toronto Maple Leafs in Scotiabank Arena. Can we beat them? We couldn't do it in the playoffs last year. But can we beat them in the regular season? I believe so.
1: Let's make a Leaf win. Let's bring home a W. Over the Florida Panthers. In. Scotiabank
2: Arena. But until then Leafs Nation. I look forward to catching up with
1: you again. During the next leaps game. Bats against the Florida Panthers. And you can hear my voice. On Tuesdays. Setting up. The matchups For Tuesday. And recapping. Every week of the NHL. On Tuesdays as well. Go, leaves go. Go, Penguins, go. And as I said, in the last Leaf reaction, dress warm out there. Stay safe. Peace.
0: on the ice and behind the benches podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show of on the ice and behind the benches content or head to facebook.com slash common sports hockey 2023 for the latest updates on all of the hockey content for you to enjoy. Until then, leave station Looking for a sports podcast that covers sports weekly as well as gets you set up for the day? Check out Weekly in Sports with me, Scott McGregor. We give some shout-outs of the week to podcasts like this one and those who do them. Discuss the Blue Jays, Bills, Raptors, and more. To learn more, check out the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Sports for when it comes to life and watching sports, sometimes you can't do both. Well, you can, but it costs money, and that means jobs, right? Join me, Thomas McGregor, on a Working Environment Podcast, where we take a break from covering sports and dive into how people, like athletes, coaches, teachers, etc., deal with challenges in the workplace. I hope you will join us because together, we can get ready for the workforce and make connections too. To learn more, please visit Beyond the Ice and Behind the Fences Facebook page.